finally, the Basement Bookers podcast is back. It's Saturday, or Sunday for you probably. You know what that means. In the meantime, before time, a man who is from the land before time. Some might say he's Cro-Magnum. Rich the Riz, the most electrifying co-host of the Basement Bookers podcast, this side of... Brooklyn. Krishna is. how the heck are you? Welcome to the Basement Booker Podcast, a podcast that you co-host here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And thank you for being here as also a co-host. I thought you were introducing Von Wagner when you said Crow Madden. Like, is my head that big? I don't think I don't think so. I apologize. Uh, I apologize. You threw me off. Threw me off. I apologize. You know, sometimes I say words and I have to keep going. So that's where it led to. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop, and I wouldn't stop. The Basement Bookers podcast, in case you're new, is a wrestling podcast. We talk about the WWE. We talk about AEW. Sometimes UFC will come up, you know, a bunch of different stuff. This episode is going to be a sort of, you know, me and Richter is here. We like what? Stories. That's right. We like stories. And we're going to talk about what are the main stories, what are the big stories, the storylines with the card we have so far. Headed into WrestleMania, we'll talk about that. You know, of course, the big chunk of that is Bloodline. We'll definitely get into that. Get your Kleenexes ready because it gets a little bit emotional, ladies and gentlemen. That is the main event. And before we can get to that, first and foremost, you know, sometimes fake news about real sports and entertainment happens. And there's only one man that I trust to read stuff he found that someone else wrote and make it easy for me to understand. Richard is thank you for bringing the vegetables here to the, the veggies, the fake news about real sports entertainment to the baseball. Thank product. you, bro. Thank you, thank you. Uh, trying to take too long with these. Uh, Bray Wyatt, big story this week. A lot of rumors floating around uh, regarding his status. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com uh, says on Twitter that uh, a source denied rumors of creative issues and that other sources say Bray is out with uh, an undisclosed, quote, physical issue. A separate unspecified report by Matt Boone notes that Bray Wyatt wasn't listed on WWE's internal list as being scheduled that night. Talking about last week, the Madison Square Garden house show that some reports say he no-showed. Uh, PWSire.com notes, though, that as of 3 p.m. yesterday, Bray was scheduled for SmackDown, but hadn't been seen in the building. And as we know, he didn't appear on the show, at least. So, don't know what's going on. Rich Riz, what is going on? Talk to your boy. Talk to your boy, Bray Wyatt. Find out what's happening. The people want to know. Is he Sasha Banksing it? Could it be Stone Cold Steve Austin in it? It could be what? many possibilities. Happy belated 316 to everybody who celebrates and that's literally everyone so here's to you everyone uh, thanks again to tuning in to the basement bookers podcast i need to throw that out there for basement chair it is well documented that the milk's gone sour richter is the milk has gone sour in the bray wyatt department it's just too wacky even for basement chair the storyline itself kind of has its own liter- literary version of add where it's going this direction. Oh, we're gonna go over here. Oh wait. Oh hey, Alexa Bliss. That was a thing. And back and just it, there was no focus within the storyline itself. I'm of the mind that what you need to do, and this is the problem, and I think it's an easy fix, is you need to make these Bray Wyatt feuds. I don't know how you do it. Maybe it's through the Firefly Funhouse match mechanic. And I don't know how you can do this with pro wrestling. But hear me out, viewer. Before you flip off. 
to the next video. Stick around. Because what I want to know is what if it was a self-contained thing? Like, it's fun, whatever this is, but it doesn't affect the really real. If you know what I'm saying, please just give me a little leeway on this. Richter is, what do you think? I think it's a good idea. Maybe it was its own thing. Maybe it did exist within its own bubble. And LA Knight, yeah, got pulled in briefly. And... Alexa Bliss got pulled in briefly, and poof, it's gone. Rich Deriz, what Basement Jerry is they're advocating for, it seems to be side quests. It's like, you don't want this mission. You, the mission sounds pretty interesting, but you don't mm -hmm. want the fun, wacky, kooky stuff in there to affect the main storyline. Right. You know, if you've played any video game that you're invested in with a great storyline, they've had some things where, for example, Final Fantasy VII is one of my all-time favorite games. There mm -hmm. is a plot where Cloud has to rescue Tifa and Aerith from, like, a gangster. And Cloud has to dress up like a chick to get in and get them out. We all remember this. They did a really better job in the remake, and they still did it. It's still there. But does that affect the overarching, like, this crazy storyline that we all enjoyed that leads to stopping a gigantic meteor from smashing into the Earth? Hmm. You know, uh, something that explores deep themes like identity and sacrifice and you know, doing the right thing and all that stuff and this morality play, this all of that is in the same thing. But that part of the game is a small part. You, you went through it and it doesn't affect the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. I think that's what they need to do. I don't know how they do it. It's not up to me to figure that out. All right. I don't know. I don't know how, but try to figure out how to make it like outside, outside of canon. Because the problem with the, the Bray Wyatt is stuff. Okay. What now? How does this help? What does this do? But the people, some people seem to like it and it feels to me like a YouTube clip. Here's the viral thing. Here's your soda match or whatever, and we move on. <laughs> it didn't hurt LA Knight because he's 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 over. Yeah. So where do you go from there? Alexa Bliss is in limbo with uh, WrestleMania approaching, which is not good for her. I think at this point, for her to get on the WrestleMania card, she has to be in one of those uh, tag teams on the uh, filler tag team match. I've got a theory. Uh, my Ooh, theory an Austin is theory? no, but that's okay. later on the road to WrestleMania plot catch up. So, uh, the theory that I have is the Alexa Bliss angle was going to be tied into the Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt thing. I know for more, most people, it's like, mm. duh. But if you think about it, that's usually what happens when they're going to involve multiple talent in a storyline. Whereas the breaks are hit on one person, the other person is also affected. Mm -hmm. Because believe it or not, if we all recall, they had all those things with her, Bianca Belair, all this. There was a deep little tie there to boy Ho Bo Howdy over there. Mm -hmm. So it's not nothing. There was a plan here. And I think it was going to be one of those Bobby Lashley's not going to hit a chick. She's going to be in the way. And somehow Bray Wyatt goes over the almighty Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. And it's good. And I think that match not happening saved us a lot of pain. Because it was going to be the usual problem that WWE has with Bray Wyatt and his ideas. Is they don't know where to go next. It's okay to have like, oh, this sounds great. Okay, and then what? Yeah, it's almost as if when the idea is pitched before it's approved, maybe that's when that question should be asked. Like, well, okay, great. I love this idea. It sounds like fun. I think the fans will love it. But how do we then move on from that?
Like, how does how does your opponent move on? What what do you move on to? Well, Alexa Bliss, if she's involved, what is she doing after? Brother, I'm just. A, can you read that? I want yep. you to read it, baby. What's that word up there? What's that word back there? That says basement. That's right. That says basement. I, I'm just some basement booker. I'm just in a podcast doing a podcast with my pro. That's all. What do I know? What do I know? But what I know is what I right. like, and I think you guys should really think about that. The dude's moving your merch the way he is. You can still move the merch. Let's try to make this out of universe, but in universe. The people will understand if you could present it in a way that's acceptable. And I know what that. Oh, easier said than done. That's why you pay. That's why you make the big bucks. That's why the money, money is for you. You make the money. You got all the power. Put the mm-hmm. brain power. Come on. Yep. The basement bookers believe in you. So moving on, not related to that story, believe it or not, Fightful Select reported this, this week that Nick Manf- Manfredini from WWE's creative team, who was, quote, heavily influential in the Firefly Funhouse segments, had left the company after about 13 years. Uh, it seems his departure has nothing to do with Bray's absence because he left before the current Bray Wyatt drama. Interesting. Could he have been like his muse or something? Maybe. Maybe he, Maybe that was Bray's contact of like, you know, man, I got this idea, man. I don't know why I, I picture Bray kind of talking like that, but I'm terrible at like coming up with impressions off the top of my head. That's that, that, that I should leave that to you. That's your thing. There's no pressure. No pressure, Rich Therese. No pressure. Don't worry. The Ramblin' Man is a bit of a difficult character to nail. You got to be in the right mindset. You know, it's just that it's all about getting in the head of this, this man. And as the basement mm-hmm. champ, I currently can't. Because even I can't follow what's happening. Once we find out, we're going to be underwhelmed. So this is interesting. And I reached out to Garooch for a comment. He hasn't gotten back yet. Hopefully he will on our Instagram, Basement Booker's Pod. WWE is looking to partner with Ernst and Young to help plug any leaks in match outcomes, both to fans and talent, in an effort to enable gambling on matches. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it would be considered a gaming violation if either writers or producers knew the finish of a key match ahead of time i want to pick that sentence out for a moment right it would be considered a gaming violation if either writers or producers knew the finish of a match so if the writers that know the finish no because they can't know either who knows the finish the referee so if the writer isn't writing the finish of the match is like is it just left up to like a central booker in this case like triple h and up the upper management world of creative how do you say the writers can't know the outcome of a match hold one second before you say so currently there's betting there's legal betting on reality tv shows such as the bachelor series survivor dancing with the stars and more like the bachelor series we like being that kind of reality show we know is at least partially scripted as well as scripted franchises like Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and The Avengers. So, do they f- just film multiple different scenes, and then the director at the end, he's like, "Okay, this is which the, we're going with ending C." So, so they put that together, and then no one knows until the film is released, and then people go and, "Oh, I made all this money because no one knew what the end was." How does this work? How do the writers not going to know who's winning a match? You know, Rich, there is. I, I have no idea how this is going to work in theory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy to throw out things and be like, do it this way. This is how you do it. But I'm sure they got it all figured out. And what are we complaining for how they do it? As long as they do it. You know, Rich, there is. Just hearing all this, I just, I just can't help but imagine. What are we looking at? What's happening? Money, money, 
everyone, and I mean everyone, sooner or later has to pay their taxes. What was that? Uh like how what 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 should happen? What I how did that happen? I don't know, Rich there is, but sometimes the basement book is share of vision. You just tapped okay. in, Rich there is. You tapped into the basement jar mind. I know. Did did you see anything that was in here? You we all saw it together, baby. I didn't see none of that. Okay. But I'm hoping you okay. didn't see anything. I, I, no, I, no, no, no. listen, what, what ah, I saw was enough. What we have is a common room, and that was in the common room. There's many locked doors, Richard is. Don't open! Don't open! Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. All right. Woo! So, obviously, there's still a lot of questions on how betting on WWE is going to work. Uh, We're stacking money. Money. Stacking money. We're stacking money. Money. We'll finally go get basement Booker vs. Land. Let's go. Booker Bucks. All right. Yeah, Booker Bucks. That could be in the mobile game. That'll be what you have to exchange your real currency for mm-hmm. <laughs> to use yeah. in the game, the trap. <laughs> yep. Basement Bookers, book forever. Book forever. <laughs> Is that a segue? Yes. No. Oh, man. That's okay. NWA's Anthony Mayweather, formerly known as Crimson in Impact, was arrested in late February for violating an order order of protection. According to a local newspaper, police were called after it was found that he called his son and wife. I don't know the details of the order of protection, so I don't know why just calling them is a violation, but okay, it's a violation. He was previously arrested in 2016 for headbutting his wife. So presumably this stems from that. I can't condone that, Richter Riz. Unless she's Samoan, she's got a chance. In that, in, in any case, what? Why? You don't, you don't head but a lady. Nope. Unless you're another yes. lady, that's different. <laughs> Correct. That's just a fight. Yep. And now it's time for the Boo Boo Room. Jerry the King Lawler is back home after suffering a stroke last month. Happy news for King, continuing on his road to recovery. My other favorite, my other favorite wrestling chair. That's right. That's right. Kofi Kingston underwent surgery yesterday for the ankle injury he suffered two weeks ago on SmackDown. Fortunately, there's no way he'll be competing at WrestleMania. Kofi, get well soon. Get well soon. SOS. I hear them calling. SOS. Get well, Kofi. Remember his old music? That was barely. (laughs) Barely. I I got a weird memory, dude. No, I, I hear you. Like, like I'm, I'm remembering it now since you, since uh, you just sang the melody to it. Danhausen revealed on Twitter that he suffered a torn peck in the four-way tag match at Revolution. So he's not going to be cursing anyone anytime soon with his arm in a sling. Ouchhausen. <laughs> yup. Ouchhausen. All right. Get well. Last two, last two bits of news, unless something comes up later on. Uh, the Vince McMahon biopic Pandemonium, which has been in development for the past five years, well, rec- was recently shut down by Vince McMahon himself. Uh, oh. Though the upcoming Netflix docu series is still in the works, and a book is still set to be released later this month. We gotta read that book. Yes, yes. That's a must. Yes. That's a basement book of must. Yep. And we'll get that. And last bit of news: Saray announced on Twitter that she has left WWE. On her in, in her Twitter, she pretty much said she did as well as she could have with the what they crappy gave gimmick she was given. 
it was such like I, I'm going to be honest. I really couldn't get past that stupid, stupid gimmick. It was so bad. Like I couldn't even take her work seriously, and that's bad. That's unfortunate because like I know she was really over in Japan. Sari is her name in Japan, by the way. S a r e e. Oh, thank you for that correction, Rich Dorez. I was just going to ask, how does one spell that? Well, let me tell you something I've heard it said, that every rose has its thorn, and that every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Well, let me tell you something else. There's a silver lining. She will achieve the appreciation she deserves when she returns to the land of the rising sun, because they've got a better appreciation for that kind of pro wrestling. And it's sometimes good things happen when stuff changes. And we wish her the best of luck over there. Getting over. And hopefully with a gimmick of her choosing. This is all you got for her? Unless she assisted. In which case, okay, fine. That's cool. Yeah, it's like someone pitches like, hey, let's make her like an anime character. Like, okay, I like but... Sailor Moon. Can you do Sailor Moon? <laughs> I've, I've never seen Sailor Moon. So is that pretty much what she was doing? Kind of. Okay. There's a lot of samey stuff. But that's like the goat. For, for those uh, kind of shows, that's like the go-to when you make a comparison. It's like what, like a like a like a boomer would say. It's like, is that a Sailor Moon? It's like, no, Mister President, that's a different thing. You know, you know how it is. So that's all for the news for now. And now let's talk about. We're on the road, bro. No, I'm. Did not. you know we're on the road? You're oh, on the road. We're on the. We're all on the road. Yes, Rich, we are on the road to WrestleMania. There's so many storylines right now. Uh just coming together we are hot off of smackdown we now know that right now as is custom it's one of those kind of situations where one can't help but roll their eyes at the prospect first it's let's pin the opponent in the multiple person match at the same time gunter's upset get me a guy he's like i'll get you a guy then they got the match which happened yesterday and we all know what happened yesterday. Yesterday, Gunter got involved. It turned into a triple threat match, as is custom. How do we feel about this? How do we feel about this thus far heading to this point into WrestleMania? A multi-person intercontinental title match, which is sure to open the show, probably. One of them. Well... I hate to say it. I kind of hate to say it. But like Michael Cole said, this is going to be a banger. After banger, 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 after banger. I'm all banged out. You're the one. I think I'd rather be hit by Sheamus probably because he does a bro kick. He doesn't do chops really. He does the better the better. But that's not like a chop. It's like a beating on your chest. How do you spell that? Um, It's like... It's like a lot of B's and A's in there or something. Oh, oh, B's yeah. and A's. Yeah, okay. I don't know, dude. I just said it because it sounds okay. English. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think, I don't like, it, maybe it would depend on the type of strike, right? Like, I certainly don't want to get chopped by Gunter. If, if, if anyone's going to chop me, I, I think I'd rather take a Seamus chop. Uh, as far as like a punch, I think. I think I'd rather take a, a a Gunter punch, and I don't know about kicks. They they all kick like crazy. Yeah, Gunter's shotgun drop kick is ridiculous. They don't call it that anymore. I think they call it like the John. Well, at least in uh, AEW, they call it the John Woo drop kick. 
Oh, I, I don't wanna... Yeah, in AEW, they call it the John Woo draw kick. But I, I wouldn't want to take a kick from any of them, really. I wouldn't want to take a kick from John Woo. If Vince was here, he'd probably name it after, like, he'd probably call it the Blitzkrieg or something crazy like that. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he would do that. He's insensitive. Either way, Rich to Riz, it's going to be a world of hurt with Drew and Sheamus. Some might say they're in for a lot of pain. Somebody gonna get their ass kicked. Somebody gonna get their wheels lit. Somebody gonna get their ass kicked. Somebody gonna get their wheels lit. Beat them up, beat them up. Well, I I think it's going to be a nightmare for those guys. For sure. You know who else it's going to be a nightmare for? Charlotte Flair! With she faces the nightmare that is Rhea Ripley. Because Rhea Ripley chose Charlotte Flair. The disruptor. Yes, he, uh, we all know how I feel about the term disruptor, but yes, it, it is a true statement here. Uh, unique individual. Cole. Disdain oozing out of the pores. Michael Cole said disdain oozing out of the pores of Rio Ripley. They had a big pull-apart brawl. Rich Riz, as you know, as we all know, last time Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley stepped in the ring together. Rhea Ripley was humbled in her own words, by Charlotte Flair. She said she won the Royal Rumble as she chose uh, to battle Charlotte Flair. Richard, is your analysis, you know, storyline-wise and all that, as the basic bookers do? I like how this storyline is progressing, but in particular, I wanted to talk about last night on SmackDown, Charlotte's promo. And kind of how she tied it into just the overall stories going into WrestleMania. How, uh, and she mentioned how historically it's often a Flair as champion and a Rhodes as challenger. And going into this WrestleMania, it's a Flair as champion and a Rhodes as challenger. So I thought that was kind of a really cool way. Maybe she was kind of piggybacking off of... How big this Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns storyline is. Maybe to garner a little bit more interest in her match. Either way, it's true. I feel like it's a mm. dog whistle for the old heads. Wrestling's back, baby! You know, the ones that grew up with Rhodes yeah. and Flair. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The, like, a little bit uh, a little bit ahead of us, you know, to get everybody in. Yep, the OG NWA. Yeah, you loved wrestling. It's coming mm -hmm. back. It's coming back. The Rhodes name and the Flair name are on only one place. Unless it's Dustin. But we talk about Cody. Right. The WWE. Mm -hmm. Ha, ha. Only one place you got a Flair and a Rhodes. That's right. So a lot of eyes on all these stories. I'm looking forward to Rhea versus Charlotte. I think it's going to be a different outcome this year. Different outcome this year. You know who else is looking for a different outcome? Who that? Asuka. She's looking to be the one to defeat the EST of NXT. The longest reigning 
black champ in any division is Bianca Belair. She made history uh, the day before Austin 316 Day, I believe. I believe it was on the 15th that I saw the post. So this is huge. Uh, look, I don't know what's going to happen here. Asuka, she's doing, you know, she's uh, she's doing head games, I believe. She looks like she's trying to be very scary to Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go there. You could try it, but her power, you can't underestimate the power of Bianca Belair. I'm excited about this because I wonder how it's going to go because it looks right now that both Bianca Belair and Asuka are of the same alignment. They're both good guys in the world of their faces. They're both faces. Uh, no one's done any heelish thing, really. Uh, there's nothing heelish about being crazy. Right. This is, that's a lot of heels. Mm-hmm. So I think it's mostly mind games. She had Bianca Belair's back when the other women was going to try to attack her. So mm-hmm. we see that. She didn't join in and try to take her out. A lot can change between now and WrestleMania. But I think this could be the gear that needs to shift. Now, I'm not saying that this could result in a heel turn from Bianca Belair, but I think a turn or some kind of change is coming. I The thing I love about this matchup is I would be okay with either outcome, personally. Mm-hmm. Same, I think. I think actually Asuka is going to come out ahead at, at this WrestleMania. This version of Asuka is sort of a melding of the main roster Asuka and NXT Asuka a little bit. And it's intriguing. It's interesting. It's it's new. It's fun. It's dynamic, right? It's unpredictable. And I feel like compared to the relatively predictable sameness the status quo of bianca belair as champ is waning you know i feel like maybe it's time to move the title on to asuka and that will hopefully be a catalyst to some sort of further character development of bianca i'm a big bianca belair fan she's great she we know we can talk for hours on end and have about how fantastically athletic she is. She is a, a specimen in the ring. I like Her that word. Character, specimen? Yeah. Thank a you. Specimen. She is. That's a She is. Like, right? Like, like, like winning the NXT Combine like every time? That's incredible. That's incredible. Like I can't fathom that type of athleticism. She is an undeniable athlete. Capital A. Period. Okay. EST nickname that she that she took made herself whoever made it whatever earned okay her character needs to develop more she like she's good she's great i need more of a reason to be interested in her character so like if if there's anything lacking and this is like total nitpicking she's a little boring compared to this oscar and i feel like wwe sees that and they're like all right Let's do something. And hopefully she comes out of Mania, maybe not as champ, but still on the path towards a new elevation. Let it be known that a lot can change between today. We're recording on Saturday. We still have Monday Night Raw and SmackDown of next week and Mm -hmm. the week after. So nothing is exactly set in stone. Mm -hmm. And that's got me thinking about another matchup. 
And that's Austin Theory taking on the once, the face that ran the place, the legend himself, John M.F. and Cena. As he goes on to humble and embarrass Austin Theory, the current United States champion. Richard Riz, we've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but seeing as how the Did you post- catch that? He just walked by. He just walked right by me. Even with you, the basement championship, I still can't see John Cena. That's just <laughs> how much of a legend John Cena is, Richard Riz. And I gotta say, Austin Theory's got his hands full. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. That's why he walked by. He's leaving. So I waved. Again, That's what that even was. as the basement champ, I cannot see John Cena. Man, I don't know. Like, I don't see this is this is tough. I don't see them putting the U.S. title back on Cena in 2023. I feel like Theory winning. There's going to be some sort of shenanigans. I don't know what. I can't imagine what yet. Maybe ref bump, cheating, foreign object. Cena gets knocked out. Eight town down. That's right. Luckily go. for you and I. We got plenty of time for actual predictions. And that's what's great about this. We could just discuss storyline, what is happening here. And to recap, Austin Theory believes that he is gifting John Cena with an opportunity by wrestling him at WrestleMania this year, implying Mm -hmm. that John Cena needs to wrestle Austin Theory at WrestleMania. That's the way it was presented when he said he had a gift for John Cena, who he used to watch growing up as a young man and what he came in to be. John Mm -hmm. Cena, having the knowledge that he has and saying he said it to himself, he said it to Theory, that he was him. That he was ruthless aggression and almost lost his job. Mm -hmm. And he's telling him theory that he is not ready okay which is why your boy basement chair not making any solid decisions we all know how we we do it here we always think the old lion should help the young lion to go over but could this be one of those situations maybe not nothing set in stone here don't you're not making any solid decisions john cena could beat theory theoretically Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. theoretically Mm-hmm. It is possible. Like, it, I mean, if they want to generate ratings, they put the belt on Cena. Oh, C- Cena's the U.S. champ. When's he going to be? U.S. Open Challenge, the very next SmackDown? Who's going to face him? Will or someone? Or Raw. Right? I'm used to well, Cena, U.S. title, SmackDown. Right? That's yeah, it. Yeah, we, that, we got that old school SmackDown mentality. Yeah. It's, you, you know what? It's ingrained, right? I said ruthless aggression. That's what did it. That's that's what threw you off. Like, yeah, it's 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 on Thursday. It's on Thursday. Yeah, (laughs) Thursday. Thursday. That's the OG day. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, that would be a great way to get ratings. I mean, the Raw and SmackDown after me, and you're always going to get very good ratings. But Cena comes out, open challenge. You think it's going to be an upset theory? Coming out to, to challenge, but maybe Carmelo Hayes? The thing about Carmelo Hayes is that I think he should be the NXT champion. You got Stand and Deliver coming. So if the NXT champion answers the open challenge to John Cena, mm-hmm. ah, Rich Riz, I actually had something I wanted to discuss, and I'm glad we talked about it right here. And mm-hmm. where else? Is, 
right here on the Basement Bookers podcast for the Bookiverse, who have been very strong in supporting us lately. We thank you very much. We see you. The likes on the Instagram reels that we put up for you. Thank you so much uh, for being here, getting this far, checking us out. I, it does. It goes without saying, your time is valuable. So if you like what you like so far, smash that subscribe button, hit a like, get that ring bell on, baby. Get the ding, ding on the Basement Bookers podcast if we earn that. If not, stay on. We're still doing this, baby. Uh, what I wanted to say was to blow your MF in mind. Here it is. Get ready. I think that Montez Ford should beat Austin Theory for the United States Championship on Monday Night Raw. Theory doesn't even get the match against John Cena because he underestimated Montez Ford. He saw it at a foregone conclusion that he would be the United States Champion wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania. It came into my mind when he made that comment that Montez might not even have a job after WrestleMania. It's like, where do you get off with that? It would be amazing if Austin Theory lost that opportunity. Imagine you lose the opportunity to have a match at WrestleMania. And how awesome would it be? For Montez Ford, who, let me tell you something, I believe is a is the future of this business. What a great guy. What a great character. The things that he can do. He And he gets the match against John Cena at WrestleMania, dude? Come on. And he wins. And he wins. What? A rub, dude. You think uh, Theory's going to get the rub at Mania from John Cena? What if it's Montez Ford instead? What if that is the story? Like, that's one of those, like, nah, but is it nah? Sound off in the comments below! That would be tremendous. I know. Like, the the first half of that, right? Tez beating Theory for the U.S. title this Monday. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. I feel like the pattern would be, well, okay, so now it's a triple threat at Mania because it was supposed to be Austin Cena. There's obviously now a feud there, right? There were heated words, Cena and Theory. I said awesome, but you know, Austin Theory. Cena and Theory need to face each other. But now the title that Theory had is on Montez Ford. So it just makes sense to make that a triple threat. And who eats the pin? Theory. Who pins him? Montez Ford. There you go. Here's the thing. I like that idea. If they do a triple threat, that'd be cool too. Mm-hmm. But I feel, I feel like, like that's, that's you know, the direction them, they would go. Sorry. I guess we'll see, right? Whoever the match is with, be it triple threat match, be it a singles match, regardless of what it is, John Cena is going to put on a legend. Let, John Cena will put on a legendary status match. And speaking of legends, living legends, if you will. Let's talk about the six women tag match that will occur at WrestleMania. We have Trish Stratus teaming with Lita and Becky Lynch, the current reigning women's champions, taking on damage control. Richard Riz, you've been paying close attention to this. What's the story so far? And how are we feeling about this? First of all, to, to talk about this WrestleMania match, what? 
a dream come true for four of these competitors, right? For Eosky, Dakota Kai, Bailey, and Becky to share the ring with Trish and Lita at the same time. It's got to be incredible for them. But leading up, we've had... There's been a, a lot, like, it goes even back to Lita versus Becky Lynch way back when. And then it became, you know, they te- they teamed up. They became the w- women's tag champions. And then Trish had their backs. Trish had Becky. No, Lita had Becky's back. They became tag champs. And then Trish came in and had Lita's back and Becky's by proxy. And this past Raw, da- we saw Damage Control attack Trish Stratus setting her in the trainer's room. She was there most of the most of the rest of the show. And then the three of them come out. They vow revenge. They didn't get revenge that night. So obviously going into this Monday's Raw, that is probably going to be a big story of the night. What Trish, Lita, and Becky have in store for damage control. And I'm here for it. Revenge! Damage control has vowed revenge. Will Mm. damage control. Finally, which there is, control the damage. Could it be? What with them returning at last year's WrestleMania, could this WrestleMania be where they make an impact? The rumor is, there's a rumors about, which there is, that Trish Stratus may turn on the women's tag team champions. Which seems kind of weird after that whole beatdown thing. But that's what they want you to think. Think about it. There have been a lot of scenarios. But I don't want to say a lot. There have been numerous scenarios where someone gets beat down by uh, by a faction. And push comes to shove towards the end of a night. A storyline. The person that got beat down by the faction turns and joins said faction. It's like, whoa. So, in a way... It's kind of a tell. I hope that doesn't happen. Thankfully, I haven't seen that rumor. But I I don't know how I'd feel about that. I feel like doing that would elongate the story. It would turn into Trish versus Lita at SummerSlam, probably. Or Trish and Bailey versus Lita and Becky for the tag titles. And then they get the titles onto Trish and Becky. I mean, Trish, Trish and Bailey, rather. I don't know how I feel <laughs> about such long-term legend involvement right like I if you get a pass a torch backlash thing it could be it could it certainly could be a backlash thing trish stratus kind of looks great she looks great lita looks great and i gotta mm-hmm. say i am quite impressed with the fact that they took a basement bookers podcast idea kinda remember your boy basement chair when we was like trying to book that raw 30 we was like hey what if half right though Half right, you know, instead of it, just Stratus and Lita being tag champions, we Lita is a tag team champion with Becky, so come on. And she's there, so that's mm-hmm. great. That's pretty cool, yep. right? Uh, yeah. Sometimes we get it half right, you know, and that's just better. And I'm here for it because I follow, I'm, I'm on the Twitter, you know, I take care of social media a little bit. Uh, Bailey posted that she knows she's been studying Lita forever. She knows her weaknesses, and she t- it was a screenshot of her notebook in school. It was like mm-hmm. one of the composition books, and she knows everything about Lita. And mm-hmm. it, I love when Bailey's involved in things like that, especially with like Lita and Trish Stratus, because we all know she's a lifelong fan, and she has the act. She's got the documents for sure. It's the documents. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, you know who else has the documents? 
Obas oh. because he's here legally and he's here to take on Brock Lesnar in a giant match. Some might say explosive. <laughs> when the, the immovable object meets Brock Lesnar. <laughs> the alpha male of the species. That's right, Rister Riz. We had them standing off, face off against each other at Monday Night Raw. Over 1,000 likes, Basement Booker's Pod on Instagram. Your boy, Basement Chair, calling commentary for the two Giants. Thank you uh, for all your support. And there it is right there. What's going to happen? What is going to happen here? Oh, we got ourselves a little. Yes. Oh, no. Nah, you're not going to get any suplex until WrestleMania. You got to save it. All right, so I guess this begins with the feud uh, there. Yo, is Brock gonna put Omos over WrestleMania? I feel like this is a possibility. He wants his hat. Give it to him. Give Brock his hat. Look up. I am curious. This match makes me very curious. So I guess we'll see. That was pretty cool, right? So I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, botched over the top rope thing, you know, aside, where are we so far in the Omos Brock Lesnar? How do you feel about that? What do you think is going to happen here? I mean, you know, it's not not concrete. We're not doing predictions. We're just two people talking about what is. The I got story a prediction so far. I got a prediction. I have a prediction. I have a three-word prediction. Meat, meat slapping, slapping meat. Meat. That is exactly what that's going to be. Two giants, two behemoths. Brock Lesnar and a guy taller than him, not broader because Brock has like the widest of wide shoulders, right? But Two giant dudes. The alpha male of the species versus the Nigerian giant Omos. Big behemoths just colliding in the middle of the ring. Please don't do the broken ring and I'll be good. Rich Therese, I couldn't agree with you more. Let's let's give the ring crew some respect here. Let's not put them to work on here. They put it together in the first place. Let them enjoy the show until it's time to break it down later. Sorry. <laughs> so, before we degenerate into some fools, getting tired of doing what they tell us to do, I got a bold prediction. I think there's a high possibility that Brock Lesnar's on his way into the sunset, and he might do the do for Young Omos. This match to me feels like a, it's got Vince written all over it. We got to create a new giant. This will give Omos the, the umph he needs. I'm not saying it's written in stone, but I'm also saying this is not a what are we even talking about here because the last time that happened, The Undertaker was looking at the Northern Lights for exactly three seconds, brother. That's right. And the world was shocked. The Bookiverse was shook. Some might say that was the big bang that sparked the Basement Bookers podcast in the first place. Pretty much. I feel like... 
obviously anyone getting a win over Brock Lesnar, especially clean, is tremendous for their career. I don't know if he's clean, brother. He's got MVP. Now, will this give Lashley something to do? Are they bringing back the Hurt Business? We have seen MVP in the back, in the background, in the back, talking to Cedric and Shelton. MVP is good. MVP came up in WWE when social media kind of blew up, right? So he he obviously knows how to work it, and and he is, like, he's... Great. MVP has always been great at everything he did. Rich Riz, this is a this is a fact. And this fact has a relation to what we discussed earlier and what we are discussing now. That Bianca Belair was the longest reigning black champion in anything. Before that, it was the United States champion. M V P. So don't forget that. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. That's right. MVP has quite the legacy in WWE. Speaking of legacy, the next match we're going to talk about is all about legacy. This is the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes looking to dethrone the tribal chief to finish the story. But there are not only two stars in this tale. For you see, this is also about family. This is about a bloodline. This is about a bond beyond blood. In Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, all around you, story threads, weaving together to create a perfect tapestry. I am, of course, referring to the main event of WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and all that other stuff I just said. But that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That was was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Where do we even begin? Where do we begin? Should should we begin on the outskirts? To the island of relevancy? Yes. Let's 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 start on like the outer edge. We got the Usos. Was there trouble? Nope, there wasn't. Jay was always gonna choose family over Sami Zayn, and then you know th- we saw the thing with Sami and KO. They are now back, not blood, but brothers, much like you and I, back together. We saw the hug on Raw. The hug heard and felt round the world. Everyone loved it. Pop of the night. You know, a little, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little misty there. You know, it was, it was a nice is. moment. I've been a very emotional wreck lately, and I gotta say, there was a lot of emotions for me yesterday as well as today. Let me tell you something, Rich Torres. There's a lot here, and the first thing that we need to focus on, we all know where we're at. We talk about the bloodline so much, but I need to put into perspective here. The difference. Because Jay specified that he did it for his brother. He did it for Jimmy. He did not do it. He did not say that he did it for the tribal chief. Roman Reigns. Here is why there is a part of me that feels that Roman Reigns may lose 
Because there's a very big difference, Rich Riz, in what's happening here. Because you made a reference that was very important. You said that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are not blood, but they are family. There is something to be said about the strength of the family you use and the that's your actual blood. And I think that gives Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn the advantage over what's happening in the bloodline. They are there because of obligation to their blood, to family. Remember, main event Jay Uso, he had to be beaten in to fall in line. We cannot forget this, and they are not letting us forget this. Make sure, if you're not Bookiverse, you are paying attention to main event Jay Uso when he is on that screen. It's so powerful. It's so palpable. The emotions ran wild. It ran wild. Everyone is at the top of their game. When Sami Zayn approached Kevin Owens in that parking lot, he told him, he's like, whatever this, all of this, I love you. I love you. It's what Sami, I felt it. That was real. That was real feelings. That's how they feel. Then we go to the end of the night. Sammy is on his own. And Kevin Owens behind the bloodline. That's right. And he fights Owen fights. He fought Owen fought for his brother. Sammy Zayn. And when they embraced in the ring, we have hit the next level. Give us the Usos. Versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Them back together again. Until they betray each other again later. And we get to do the dance again. <laughs> One thing. That I that I saw though. They showed Cody backstage. After the embrace. They showed Cody backstage. Watching. And smiling. Now. What was. Sami Zayn's nickname. Going into the Bloodline storyline. The the master master manipulator. Yes. Yes. Now, I kind of got a little bit of manipulation vibes with Cody getting involved here. Now, obviously, it's in Cody's best interest to help take down the Bloodline because the less stable the support system is around Roman Reigns, the fewer people Cody has to worry about in his match against Roman Reigns. Now, maybe it's not entirely selfish. You know, we've heard words thrown around like holding the titles hostage, right? Sort of just holding the titles, only defending them maybe at the big pay-per-views, big premium live events of the year, and, and that's it. So that means he wants to dethrone Roman Reigns, obviously, and he wants to be the one to take the titles. I'm curious if it was someone else in line to face Roman Reigns, if Cody would be helping Sammy and Kevin Owens get together and help destroy the bloodline. 
I don't think Cody would be as invested. I feel like they're still working this Cody's a face with some heelish tendencies angle that he had at the end of his AEW run. I feel like like maybe that's Cody's thing. Maybe that's that was part of his pitch. Like, I'm going to be a face, but I'm going to do some heelish things too. Like, if you remember when he when he came first came back to WWE, there were a few things I pointed out. I can't remember them offhand because, as is well documented on this podcast, my memory is crap. But I remember mentioning them. I remember talking about them at the time. So, regardless of reasoning, I think it's clear Cody is manipulating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn here. For his own benefit. For the benefit of the titles to release them from the hostage situation that they're in. To finish his story. But regardless, it's an interesting little thread. What do you think about that? Rich Riz, the thing that I love about professional wrestling, brother, is that it's open to interpretation. My vibe is what Cody Rhodes is. The Cody Rhodes I want is a hero. And what he is doing is paying back a wonderful thing that Kevin Owens did for him, which he has mentioned on SmackDown when Kevin Owens put Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks together. And we all know what life-changing events transpired from that very day, whenever it was, wherever it was. Industry-changing event. Yes, I was going to say ripples that would be felt throughout the industry for years and years to come. Regardless of how you feel about the product, it would be a very different world without all elite wrestling. Absolutely. That is, I don't believe it is entirely selfish, although some might argue trying to, you know pay it back could be a little bit selfish because it's a self-interest. You want to. He wasn't asking you for the payback, but the Cody Rhodes that I'm interested in is, as is well documented on the Basement Booker's podcast, is that wrestling has been missing a clear hero ever since John Cena sunsetted. Okay? He's around, but he's not around. You know what I'm saying? If he is, we can't see him. Indeed, as is documented. So that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with that. Monday Night Raw is going to be crazy. Roman Reigns is going to be there. And according to Heyman, Cody has made himself a problem that the tribal chief intends to solve. And we all know what it means on the island of relevancy when the Roman Reigns says he wants you to solve the X problem, the Sami Zayn problem, the Kevin Owens problem. We saw what that meant at the end of Monday Night 
Raw when Kevin Owens told everyone, do not help, when he was laying there in the middle of the ring. So, the friend of my friend is my friend, basically. Yeah. The friend of my friend who's an enemy of my enemy is my Mm -hmm. friend. (laughs) Or whatever. Yes, exactly that. Because it would behoove. It is in the best interest of Cody Rhodes. Just because it is in his best interest doesn't mean he shouldn't pursue it. That's right. I just think he's coming from a good place. That's it. Only four more stops on the road to WrestleMania. Can you believe it? It's two weeks away. Dude, I am so excited for WrestleMania. Nervous and excited. Part of me wants the Tribal Chief to win against Cody Rhodes to hit 1,000 days as undisputed Universal Champion. But it's best not to commit yourself to the outcome you want because you're only headed towards Sadsville, baby. About the story. And this story thus far has been epic. I wanted to say before, Jay Uso, give that man an Oscar. At least give him Everything. a Slammy. Give him a Slammy. Everything he has done is on point. Everyone in this whole bloodline scenario. You know what? I don't care that Sammy made him crack on TV. It was great. We loved it. One of the most watched segments on social media in WWE history. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. And Rich Riz, if it weren't for the fact that Jimmy J. Uso were the undisputed tag team champions and Sami Zayn wasn't the undisputed basement Booker's television champion, which mm-hmm. is a championship that we give to characters that have really broken the wall, that are really doing great, that we enjoy their stuff. I would have had to put Sammy and Jay as the undisputed basement Booker's world TV champs. Yeah. Because they're just magic together. Mm-hmm. Man, I love it. I love professional wrestling, baby. It's Woo. it's such good TV. And I now I know there are some of you out there, some of you that don't like the Bloodline storyline. I want to hear from you. Let us know why. Let us know what it is you don't like about the storyline. What is resonating with you? All our links are in the link tree, which you it's it, the links down below if you're watching the YouTube. It's on our and, and all the basement bookers social media links. You will find the link tree. Right under this video, this YouTube video, Basement Booker's Link Tree. It's got everybody. Your boy, Basement Jared, Rich Riz, all of our socials, the Basement Booker stuff, the YouTube channel. You just click. It's all there, all in one place, except for the Instagram, which is Basement Booker's Pod. That's the Instagram. You'll see the TikTok is there. So... That's right. If you're listening, instead of watching, just head over to the YouTube page and the link is right there. Also, if you're listening, it's inside the the show description for the podcast. There you go. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. That's crazy. (laughs) Crazy. 
All right, real quick before the official go home, a uh, quick tweet from Soraya that I just found, um, basically saying AEW doesn't keep the fine money from her curse, her little slip that she had on uh, TV this week. She says they give it to a charity of her choosing, which I think is really cool because I haven't heard, but I'm sure some people are like, well, this multi-billionaire is fining his talent. Is he just keeping the money? No. He is still paying out that money, but that money is going to a charity of her choosing. I think that is really cool. It's it's a great way to support those in need. And in this case, it was an animal sanctuary or foundation. That's so, cool. It's good to very help cool. animals. Absolutely. These these animals, like she says, they don't have a voice of their own. So You, you know, Rich Deriz, uh, they could have easily, instead of doing something really nice like this, they could have easily said, yeah, well, the fine is to give to the network because they fined us for what you said on TV. That should come out of your pocket and not us because that's how, like, it works. Like, certain things, like, you could just throw mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good thing they did this, but really – when something like this happens, if it even happened, I think they were just offended because, mm -hmm. like, it's like slang where she's from, whatever she said. So, and, and you know how they they throw around certain words like whatever, you know, the C word anyway. Like, it's just a part of their language. I, but, yeah, I remember, I think it was a house show back when Sheamus first got to WWE. He used the C word. And then backstage, uh, Drew said to him, like, you can't say that. And he's like... What do you mean I can't say that? We just say that. And, I just called yeah, you that. And, yeah, and, <laughs> and, Drew, and Drew had to explain to him it means something different over here. And I'm oh. curious what it means over there. I'm curious what it means over there. Because obviously it, does, it doesn't have the same meaning. I, I like It's not a word I'm going to say on the podcast. No, no. It's, we move but on. if you don't know what word I'm talking about, yeah, if you don't know what word I'm talking about, yeah, you don't have the to. hint is all women hate this word. That's it. That's we're done. We're done. That's it. It's enough. We stop. We stop. Okay. We're 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 family friendly. We're trying. Okay. There was a time when we were younger men, but now we actually Bodie's flowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um. Gosh, I can't believe that we're so close to WrestleMania. Uh, I love that they're giving the charity, even though it's like. You know, it's kayfabe, brother. But still, you know, they actually gave money. So, um, because I, I don't know if they were actually fined, but really, if you do something like, like, I believe it. Like, I'm sure they got fined hard for that Matt, MJF thing he did with the whole fire me, Mark thing, and the swearing, whatever. That but, and Moxley when the mic wasn't working. Yeah, exactly. So, someone's getting paid. So, it's mm -hmm. not like. It it just goes to the pocket of Tony Khan. He's got to pay the fine. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to know where to find this podcast, if you want to know all our socials, it's on the link tree, which is right below. Whether you're listening or watching, it's right below. Check Instagram basin. Check the description. Instagram basin bookers pod because that's not on there. I don't know why Jared can't figure it out. If he can't figure it out, no one can. It's the same username as TikTok. So there you go on Instagram. There you go. And Jared's got a parting message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count.
and do what the man says. Follow the Booker. <laughs>